it just like penetrated my mind. <laughs> she was very nice about it, but I was like, you know, there's very few <laughs> phrases I think that are better than penetrated my mind. Because uh, that almost, it sounds like sexual, but yeah, like it in a good. way that's like really like solid intellectually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, please penetrate my mind. Like oh, that's just, like, <laughs> that's what you want to hear on any date. You know, you're like, oh, you've got depth, but also you're a freak. You're like, gross. Yeah, like, you're gross, wrong. but like you've got some good depth. So like, <laughs> if you didn't know, it was about like a dirty wet sneeze. Like you would think it was good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. If you if you're someone like if you were like a caveman, right, or like a, uh, an alien who just like came into this planet and could like translate our language or whatever, right? Like, and someone was just like, oh yeah, we sneezed last night. Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh man, that oh. sounds crazy. What's this guy got in his life going on? Let's hear more about these. <laughs> and then, Ew. yeah, so that's how the alien invasion happens, probably. Yeah, uh, there's like we gotta wipe them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> they're up to no good. Yeah, they they too freaky. We gotta we gotta put a stop to all this sneezing stuff. <laughs> whatever whatever that is. Yeah, we only want to know. <laughs> uh, but do you guys know exactly what else they're gonna try and put a stop to? The Savage Land. Welcome back to The Savage Land. I am Jason, and joining me today are uh, the, the business and creative minds behind the uh, successful independent comic Coronary. Uh, please welcome Liv and Ryan Burke. Hey, that's good. It should be like tape recorded audience sound. (laughs) (laughs) Sign my boobs. Um, (laughs) Thank you, mom. (laughs) Stop offering for people to sign your boobs. (laughs) Okay, now my parents can't listen to this podcast. It's like, yeah, they, they would not be proud Never of me mind. already after all the sneezing stuff. And the, yeah. yeah, it's just really, I honestly, though, I don't know if any member of my family has ever listened to a podcast I've ever done. And I'm frightened by that. I do not want them to ever listen to anything I've ever put my voice in. It's so bad. Honestly, fair. I mean, how bad yeah. can it be, though? I, don't I mean, know. I haven't listened to much of your back catalog. But it's true. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's not that bad, is it? Oh, I mean, most days we talk about like uh, eugenics, and uh, oh, yeah. and we're like very in favor of them. Just That's most episodes. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not that bad, right? It's a savage land. Exactly. We're very savage. <laughs> That's kind of why like the name sometimes doesn't fit. I'm like, I don't feel very savage when I do this show. I talk about comics and movies. Uh, You're wearing button-down shirts. <laughs> yeah, like, my, my shirt is tucked in right now. Like, there's there's a few things less savage yeah, than that, a tucked-in shirt. The bell is high. That's good. It's You're... pretty high. Yeah, I'm trying to be modern. I'm trying to be a modern guy that wears his pants high because it's it's got to come back, right? You think I mean, it's gonna come back? You're, you're doing the <laughs> most. <laughs> the, the pendulum is gonna swing. It's gotta swing. It's gonna swing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've either it's gonna swing. Yeah, exactly. Right it's up my like navel. The belly button. Yeah, the navel. Yeah, the, the pendulum will swing right up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, I mean, not a lot, not too much, but like enough. You know, enough yeah. to be satisfied, but like not a so much where a comfy mm-hmm. amount. Exactly, yeah. a satisfying amount, but not enough to where you like start to get uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it a little adult? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we'll probably we'll probably talk about some Spider Verse today, some Bandersnatch, as those are things in common uh, that we've that we've all talked about. But uh, just before we started recording, you guys told me that you've been watching Austin Powers. You've been making your way through that catalog. 
We have, in reverse order. In reverse order. Yeah. you got to eat is this it, mic, by the way. Is that? Oh, is that technically chronological order? I don't know. No. The, chronological? Uh, the Austin Powers canon. Chronological. Oh, in canon? Yes. <laughs> yeah, in canon. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> is, is that... Okay, so it's been at least 10 years since I've watched an Austin Powers movie. Oh, that's movie. a problem. I know. <laughs> we should fix it. <laughs> we got to fix that. It's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no more podcast. <laughs> the rest of it's just like us going like, oh, ha, ha, no, yeah, nice. oh look at that. Oh, Big cool. joke. Mike Myers. It's dope. Uh... <laughs> Are they are they in reverse order? No, we just. I think the second one, they're in the past, and then the third one, they're. In, I don't know. They jump around. I think that, yeah, there's two separate time machines. Yeah, oh, and they're both cars, and they're both in different. Time. It is. It is a, a nest. I mean, we did it by accident. Paradoxes. <laughs> paradoxes. <laughs> Wait, you did it by accident. How do you accidentally watch it in the wrong Ryan order? Ryan said the third Austin Powers movie was the best one. I was like, that's blatantly not true. <laughs> but he had never seen the second one. <laughs> so we watched the third and Ryan was like, yeah, that was really good. Like now, and I was like, okay, like my favorite one's the second one. Let's watch that one. Yeah. It was much better. You've never seen it. <laughs> I mean, do you know when you like, you haven't watched a movie in a while, but you still like sweat by it oh yeah dude. and then when you put it on like your enthusiasm just like slowly drains you get embarrassed <laughs> it does just, yeah oh like God. oh i didn't i didn't remember about this part yeah that's oh boy that's that's problematic like, yeah like Why did i vouch for this yeah it's like i thought like v vendetta was like an incredible movie like, back the, and now i'm like <laughs> missing a couple things here yeah it's yeah a little but, rough um yeah gold member is very strange this is the worst they, really? banked, awesome powers. they banked heavily on dutch jokes like they put <laughs> a lot of money on the Dutch for like an American audience what so weird, bizarre yeah what a weird thing <laughs> I feel like the average American doesn't know a single thing about Dutch people I can't think like all the jokes were like haha like waffles and I was like I don't like I get it but like no also it's all 90s and like <laughs> It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And then we watched the it second is... one, and Ryan realized I was right. And then we had to watch the first one. Of course. Finish out the, the season. Yeah, you can't watch the three trilogy. and then two. Exactly. The, the, yeah. the claim trilogy. Or the they acclaimed were, trilogy. They just, they were, oh, sorry. <laughs> we watched Mike Myers just like get younger and better. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird experience. Is this like a new life hack? Like, is this a new thing to be like, man, if you want movies starts to get hotter, start watching their movies in reverse. You appreciate <laughs> them. You're like, yes. Like, shit, man. Harrison Ford went from being an old grumpy dude getting stabbed in the chest to like a really sexy young boy. Like, you end up feeling good. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow. Did all right. Yeah, I think you know what? Maybe we were talking about how I haven't get, have neither me nor Ryan have seen The Godfather. Uh, that might be an idea. You watch The Godfather in reverse order. You start with three, which is apparently horribly awful. It's really bad, apparently, according to people. But then it's only you only go up from there. Yeah, like nailing that third one. That's oh, tricky. It is. Every now and then, someone like destroys it, and like the third one is the best one. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I Shrek, was, obviously. Shrek, the Shrek. third, obviously yeah. the. Uh, oh, of course, the yeah. legacy. Piece. That's the masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the one that you hang on your mantle and show to your parents. Mm. Like that's that's the real the real the real juice. Yeah, it's pretty much <clears throat> like Godfather, <laughs> Shrek, Shawshank, yeah, yeah, Schindler's yeah. List. Yeah, that's Shrek the third. Shrek the third. Yeah, of course that's. <laughs> No, no, no! Top ten films of all time list is complete without Shrek and Shrek the Third. Like, <laughs> not the second one. Yeah. They went off kilter. On the they they one. really lost it, but they 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 got it back in the third one. <laughs> I actually have to stop you guys right here. Shrek the Second is the best movie of all time. <laughs> I was joking about liking Shrek the Third. The second one's really good though. 
of this cabinet. You're like, wait, I can't have this go down on record without <laughs> correcting my thoughts. I have my voice recorded saying Shrek 2 is better than Shrek 2. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> People are going to come after me. <laughs> my fans. <laughs> Counting Crows is really going to have me for this yeah, one. Smash Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth and Counting Crows are going to kneecap Smash Mouth me. stands are going to come for me. <laughs> I mean, there, was, people are getting wild with their love for Smash Mouth, though, at mm. this point. Like, it's really, it's become, like, it's not ironic anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just gone full circle back into being, like, wholesome and fun again. Yeah, people are just stoked about Smash Mouth It's now. a bop. I love Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, kind of the odd one out. <laughs> you used the phrase, it's a bop. <laughs> you did. That is a very, that's incredible. I don't know if that's a super old word to say or if it's, like, a super new cutting edge word trendy. to say. Is it trendy right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, take my word for it. Shit. As of right now. Yeah, right now. As of her saying it on this podcast, it's this, become a trend. This room is like me and two old men. We're like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, the kids are saying bop these days. So funny as I So <laughs> The kids are like, smash mouth. We don't understand it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I feel like my dad all of a sudden. I'm going back to not with understanding Smash Mouth. With the high belt and not understanding Smash Mouth. Those are like the two traits I identify with my dad. Mostly because he wasn't around much, so I didn't have much to put on. But I'm just kidding. Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only two things I ever knew about him. I don't know what he looks like. Him smashing you in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not quite the same thing, I guess. Now I, now I see that, but it was all I could think of at the time. But he also had a really good rhythm when he'd do it, you know? Of course. So it, was a, it got stuck in my head. <laughs> Too late to leave. <laughs> Liv's like, yeah, I can't endorse I'm any out. of this. I'm, I'm yeah. out. You've, you've gone on record defending Shrek the Second. Shrek the Second? Shrek the... Shrek, what do they call it? Shrek Shrek two? I think Shrek 2. I know two. Alvin and the Chipmunks was the Squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek 2 the Squeakle, I think is what they called it. <laughs> Feels right. Shrek 2, Shrek Harder. Um, <laughs> I, I, do love, I do love that with Die Hard. I really like that the second one is just called Die Harder. That's kind yeah. of the best. And like the die, and then what was it? was it? Just Die Hard three, and then Die Hard four point. I think they might have gotten lazy with Die Hard three. I think it was just called Die Hard three. And then the fourth the one, they're like live free or die hard, and then they like ran out of ways to like <laughs> say it. So they're like, good day to die hard. I guess uh, like like just a phrase with like die, but then we put hard at the end. Like that's our naming convention. Now. Just like people are expiring, and it's going to be difficult. That, that's the, like, like, that's, that's, that's the sixth say. movie. Yeah, <laughs> the sixth movie is called People Are Dying, and it's going to be difficult. <laughs> It won't be easy. That's it. No, I think that's the British adaptation of, of yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> that's, that's the, 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 the Downton Abbey episode. Yeah, if it was done by Jane Austen, plot. she would exactly. have gone with that. Like. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. I, uh, I, I realize, though, thinking about movies and, and uh, trilogies, uh, this is like a pet theory that I have, and I don't know if I've ever voiced it on a show, which is weird because I've been doing the show for like four years and have talked about Star Wars a lot, but... Uh, I think that Empire Strikes Back is like sneakily and secretly a shitty movie. Hmm, that's that's a good. It's a pet theory. Theory. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you my uh, logic. All right. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is an incomplete movie. Uh, Liv, you, you've watched the Star Wars movies recently. You're fresh. I'm like sitting here so quiet because I don't remember which one that is. <laughs> that's scared. the one where he loses. That's the like, one where he loses. Oh yeah, his like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and you guys are gonna be like, no. <laughs> yeah, we just cut the mic. We were like, all right, well, she's done. I thought about like taking a bathroom break, even yeah. though I don't have to go. <laughs> the mics are too there. sensitive. We've never known. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait until we uh, wait until we stop saying Jedi. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, so Empire is the one where Luke loses his hand, and, and of this this the No, I'm Your Father movie. Oh, yeah. uh, but that movie ends without any kind of resolution. It just like ends, yeah. right? Like shit happens, and then you're just like, all right, bye. Because the resolution is the <laughs> yeah, first one. Because critics like hated it because mm-hmm. it was like this is some weird, incomplete thing, exactly. and only in the context of the third one. Mm-hmm. Does it Was work? It exactly, exactly. That movie only works if you watch Return of the Jedi, right? And Return of the Jedi, not a good movie, I don't think. In the in the pantheon of Star Wars, I think it's the yeah. worst Star Wars movie. And I am fine with almost everything in Return of the Jedi except that nonsensical first act. And that that first act makes no sense because it's the third act of Empire Strikes Back. It's not the first act of a movie. It is. It is you the, are really running with this. I am. I am. Because the first act, it's literally like them just trying to be like, fuck, like, how do we... We got to get them all back together again. We still have to do a whole movie. Like, we have to resolve all this shit and get them back together. Like, we have to resolve a trilogy and resolve this last movie simultaneously. Like, you didn't really do much for it. And so, like, uh, what's his name? Richard Marquand that directed the third one. He's just like, fuck it, I guess. Like, sure, we're just going to put them on the desert. And, like, it's been five years. I don't know, man. Like... Somehow Luke made this all a plan where his droids were going to get captured first and then, like, launch the lightsaber up off the dinner plate of the fucking thing when they're floating through the sand because he knew that's when they were going to be. And, like, Lando's there for some reason. And, like, Leia's also there in disguise. But, like, why was Lando there? Like, just just run with it. <laughs> just, anyway, that's, that's, my, that's my, uh, my, my, <laughs> my, my theory is Empire Strikes Back is secretly shitty. That's, that's a bold. Because so, everyone mean, says it's the best one, and I think that's yeah, wrong. It's... It's like the darkest of the lot, I'd say. It's yeah. definitely like the like Han is dead. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. Where they're like, we don't know. Like everyone could just be killed and yeah. dismembered, and that's the end of it. Yeah, it's the most pessimistic one. Yeah, like where you where you're like, yeah, I went out of that feeling real fucking dark. Like, but yeah, it doesn't really like leave it in any like coherent no, sense it's of not like a movie. Well, I guess Lando has the ship now. And yeah, it's like wearing Han's clothes <laughs> yeah, and they fly yeah. off into the sunset. Yeah, you like, wear your like dead friends. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It's like we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. It's like when your dad dies, and then there's suddenly a new dad the next day wearing your same dad's clothes. Yeah. Like it's just a normal thing that you accept and move on from, and have no res- resolving or resulting damage. It's like a grieving mentally. Process. Yeah, it's just a put normal... their clothes on. <laughs> exactly. Take uh, their car. <laughs> take their car <laughs> and their girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. And their just, robot and yeah. their best friend. <laughs> Actually, you just assume their life. Just literally, like, that's pretty much what step into their life. Like you, you just. <laughs> Literally everything about their life is now yours. It's I know it's kind of interesting though, like because it's like Han going back to like Cloud City and his friend has become this like pretty boring like system administrator. Yeah, I'm not like sure. A, he's, he's not he's like a mayor of a town. Yeah, he's like a mayor or a governor. Like he's cleaned up and like Han hasn't. And he's yeah. like, oh, I feel kind of judged now because you're like. Yeah, high and mighty. It's like if you go back home and one of your good friends like has kids and like a good job and like a house, you know. Uh, that's and you're always like, you're always like, I'm like, I feel like I'm irresponsible with my life, but also your life looks like it sucks, kind of. You know, <laughs> you like, used to be cool. <laughs> yeah, you used to be fun. We used to go and do drugs. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened to us, man? Yeah, it's that kind of like scary thing where like you, <laughs> your friend like. I don't know, like teachers at a primary school or whatever, and they're like I've seen you done like do like eight Jaeger bombs in a row. Yeah, like, you shouldn't be allowed you should near not kids. Be allowed near kids. <laughs> exactly, it's like you're an animal. I've seen you pee in some crazy places. <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen that's, just, that's disqualifying. I feel to teach the next generation. 
<laughs> so yeah, that is Lando. That is Lando, totally, yeah, dude. No, no, he takes he your just, girl, big yeah. dog friend. Suddenly, yeah, <laughs> suddenly you get made into a trophy, and he's like, "All right, sick." Like I'm, I'm gonna swoop in and just like take everything, <laughs> leave my city behind, and go jump through the galaxy. <laughs> like wearing a dope vest. Um, it is pretty dope. Dude. It is pretty dope. It is a good vest. It's a real good vest. Top 10 vests of all time. It's on the Mount Rushmore. Um, Mount Vestmore. Mount Vestmore. Yes. Uh, listeners, please... Uh, like quietly Googling what the vest looks like. What is, what is the vest more? I don't know. Um, listeners, please uh, please weigh in at Savage Land Pod. You can let us know uh, what your top 10 vests of all time are. Um, Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious, I think, is the best vest uh, well, not the, the best, best of the best. The best of the best. <laughs> Fuck! I'm gonna go write a BuzzFeed article at BRB. Oh my god, the best of the best. That, if anyone, oh, please make that like a yeah. regular thing. Uh. Every new thing is like a new vest. <laughs> it has to happen. That's you know what that could end up being a recurring segment on the show. Is anytime we review a movie, we really like have to analyze if there was a vest in the movie and where it ranks among the movie vests. It's like, on, do you guys watch Top Gear? Yes. Top Gear's yeah. incredible. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the track, the lap oh, times. Yeah, they have yeah. to like adjust them every single time. That's kind of how the movies would be. You just start putting best them up. The every movie that comes out, you just put mm-hmm. the vest up there and you start ranking them. And so, oh, but like so just Shrek's vest, we're going to put yeah. Shrek has a vest. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Does Austin Powers wear any vests? Does he ever wear a three piece suit? There's a vest Feels under there. Feels like it. Yeah, I reckon he does. He's got outfit changes for yeah. a movie. A lot like a man. There is a lot. Yeah, costuming went ham. I, I like, don't think I've, him everything. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Austin Powers in the same outfit in two different photos. Like no. I think it's always a different outfit. Almost. Yeah. He uh, really, really goes hard. <laughs> he really does. He dies hard. Um, <clears throat> did Bruce Willis ever? No, he just wore a wife beater. Yeah, in Die Hard, a vest. Is it a? I mean, if you cut it, it's a vest. Oh. I mean, anything is a vest, I guess, if you try hard enough. Anything's a vest if you try hard enough. <laughs> that is the Are we like a waistcoat? If you die hard like a, is a wife beater technically a vest? I don't think. So. I think a vest has to be open front, right? There has to be. It has, you have to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Open front and sleeveless. Those are like the two defining features Maybe of a vest. Maybe not England. Wait, actually, sweater vest though. Mm. Well, yeah. then that's a sweater vest. Is it's a sweater like, vest oh, still yeah. a vest? Is it still a vest? Like an argyle or something? Like, yeah. I mean, the pattern doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> the pattern matters to me, Liv. Are we talking stuff. a plaid one? Are we talking... <laughs> You're going to Houndstown? Yeah, like three Edna modes. Just really going in on what is and isn't a vest. <laughs> I just... Because okay, I guess if a sweater vest is a vest, there's a lot of sweater vests that aren't open-fronted. So I guess maybe it's just... Is a tank top a vest? I don't know. <sighs> I'm upset. <laughs> We're really blowing it. This is like a hot dog a sandwich thing. You know what I mean? Like, Chime off in the comments. Exactly. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. please weigh in at Savage Land Pod. Tell us your top 10 vests also is a tank top of vest. Um, man, I'm fucked up now. <laughs> I'm like really everything I thought I knew is like gone and like I have to. Out loud shower thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my whole life, I guess. But uh, yeah. To the topic of Austin Powers. Yeah. The cameos in that are ridiculous. Like are the they? big intros are like crazy. Really? Who, like in, who shows up in those movies? Uh, there was like Steven Spielberg was what? there. Britney, uh, Spears Britney Spears for a long time. Oh man, Quincy these movies Jones. came out in the early 2000s. Yeah. Baccarat was in. <laughs> Seth Green has a lot of ah, there's, So there's by cameos, a, you mean just like yeah. 90s stars? <laughs> Everyone from today. the 90s. Cheryl Everyone. Crow shows yeah. up. Lance yeah. Armstrong rides by. Anyone who career ended. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in Austin. Beyonce, I guess. She's the only Beyonce's like famous one. Oh, man. She's in the worst one. Too. Queen B. Mm, Apparently, shit. she really didn't want to kiss him with the teeth on, but she had to. Ooh, yeah. they had to kiss. Yeah, because like the t- teeth stick out. Yeah, that's rough. That's real rough. Poor Gross. Beyonce. 
that. Can you imagine seeing Beyonce kissing someone like that in a movie today? Like if almost billionaire Beyonce like was like, yeah, I'll be in this movie where I kiss this like ugly, no offense, British man. <laughs> as as an ugly British man myself, I take offense. <laughs> I only meant for the British. You're a very handsome man, Ryan. For all the listeners, trust me, he's handsome. Oh, Just thank God, to it's a podcast. Yeah, thank <laughs> God, right? Ugh. Jeez. Ooh. Oh, I would have been screwed long ago if there was any video. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it, that would be so wild just seeing Beyonce like have to like stoop herself to that level where she was kissing someone wearing fake teeth. Like she has just become like regal now. She's just like a figurehead. I think she's officially like, I think legally she has to be royalty now. Like I think we actually have to classify her that way because she's just that influential. I don't know. Queen. Queen, exactly. She's she's the queen of America. Um, I'd be much. I I. It's weird to say because I definitely like toward the beginning of this current cycle. I was definitely against the whole like just because they're a celebrity doesn't mean we can elect them. Uh, but now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Everything sucks. Might as well give Beyonce a shot. Let's let's let her run things for a while and see what happens. I think it get worse. So <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. There's there's definitely things that have been like Onion articles and then became real articles. I know. And it's like let's make Kid Rock a senator and like. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. He's totally. I, do you ever go... is on the Bible. Get him away. <laughs> Get him away, please. Stop. <laughs> I don't think that can happen. Uh, have you ever gone on the. Um, the I, I spend a lot of time on Reddit. Do you ever go on the subreddit, uh, Not the Onion? I do, yes. Oh, dude. I love Not the Onion. Oh, man. That place is crazy. It's just tons of headlines that if you were to read under any normal context, you'd be like, oh, that's got to be an Onion article, right? And then it's like, oh, CNN. Fuck. <laughs> we live in that world. We're in the darkest timeline. We're like the wrong Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like where we don't have Spider-Man. And like yeah. Just run by the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that's got to be one Spider-Man universe, right? Is that there isn't a Spider-Man and everything sucks. And that is yeah. definitely the one we're living in. There was a sign at the Women's March. It was like, Mr. Trump, like, go, you're in the wrong Spider-Verse. Like, we're going to send you back to hell or something. <laughs> it was great. That's incredible. Um, okay, so so this has become. I'm sure listeners are aware at this point uh, of this of this sensation, this this viral sensation of uh, the Firefest uh, documentary parentheses s uh, Firefest. Tell me, you guys have watched it? I have not watched it. I don't even know what Firefest is. I'm so new to everything. <laughs> Ooh, bad well, millennial. I know. Well, you, <laughs> you start with Ja Rule. Oh, the and most millennial person. The most millennial person. He's ever. so up to date. A hip hop mogul. I don't know how he and was then behind th- Firefest. <laughs> <laughs> he was a co-founder. What? Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about Jaw Rule earlier today. You're the first person to actually ever say that sentence out loud. That's <laughs> never been said before. Isn't that His amazing? Parents don't think about Jaw Rule anymore. <laughs> and you just- well, I was thinking about the first Fast and Furious movie and how Jaw Rule has a ridiculous cameo in that movie, and it's great. Really? Yeah, his what? entire arc in that movie is that he wants to have a threesome, and it's incredible. What? That's <laughs> essentially the same in the Firefest documentary. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Hell yeah. Honestly, what happens. pretty much the same. Yeah. So what? Then, what is Firefest? Okay, so Jaw Rule starts so it. Basically, this guy had some idea. It was like Uber, but for like booking celebrities or something. What? And then. As a big marketing stunt, he would buy an island, fill it with models, and then do like some crazy other stuff. And I this is remember. this is all Job Rules idea. Half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's co- he's like partners with this crazy guy Dope. who has like done scams in the past. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Mm. So they're like, let's make this app, and then they're like, oh, how do we promote it? Oh, okay. Let's like throw a festival on this island. So yeah. they get this island. 
Um, and they're like, it was Pablo Escobar's Island. And everyone's so hype. And everyone signs up and buys their like $5,000 ticket for like a two-day weekend in Fuck. this island. And then the guy who owns the island was like, we had in the contract, you can't say it's Pablo Escobar's Island. Like, you're not allowed to be here anymore. You have to go. So they had to go find another island. And they like <laughs> couldn't really find one. So they found one like on the edge and like yeah, it was on the edge of like a sandals resort or somewhere like <laughs> random no literally adjacent to a sandals resort where a neighborhood was being built like there was just concrete so they put up these like fema refugee tents yeah and sold them for, like thousands of dollars as like a open air villa tent living oh incredible i love yeah. it oh that's so much that's <laughs> a, i love the spin and then one of like the first like the <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oh, everyone's behind this, and then you occasionally get people being like, no, nah, this this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and uh, the pilot is like an untold hero of the story because this pilot is like flying these supermodels back and forth. Yeah, and they, they're like, the crew asked him about it, and he was like, yeah, I just learned it on uh, Flight Simulator, man. It's all there. Microsoft Flight Simulator Microsoft. in six months, and now he's a pilot. Just wow. Five crap around I'm like what are you doing that is amazing that is mad <laughs> I got fired it. like two months later for being like hey maybe we can't have people sleep in tents because it's like cold and like bad like maybe we just rent a cruise ship and like boat them there and they're like we actually only like solutions <laughs> and then they fired him what and then yeah. he's gone for the rest of the dog it's damn like, nah. do his want, character died I don't want to say this but do you want to talk about the guy and the water story Oh, uh, ooh, what yeah. a man did for water! Basically, there oh. was this very. Like, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm ahead of the uh, of the story here <laughs> yeah. of of what a man did for water. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, basically, uh, they ran out of money just pretty pretty quickly. Not they sure if you ever planned be uh, Bahamas island getaway. Yeah. yeah, that's it's pretty pricey. Yeah, it seems like a high overhead. And, uh, basically, they had like four tankers of water or something. And then uh, the customs guy was like, you've got to pay us 125 k or you're not getting water. And then what? the leader of the festival, the big ideas guy, was like, look, you got to go there and suck his dick. And he said it's because you're gay, so you have to take one for the team. And the what? guy is giving the interview in the Netflix thing, and he's like, so I went home, I took a long shower, you know, I like looked myself in the mirror, and I drove there fully ready to do what I had to do to get the water. And this man is like a 65-year-old, very respectable adult male being tossed around be by like that. a 25-year-old. And he was like fully ready to go there and do it. And then the customs guy was like, yeah, we'll just give it to you. Like, please pay me back. Like, Isn't that wild? Wait, so this 65-year-old guy, who who is he? He's the... He was like an, not one an of investor, the, but... He was like a, a planner or something? He helped yeah. like run... Fuck. Things. Yeah. That is wild. I know. I was like, that's... Well, I'm glad he didn't have to suck anyone's dick, but Jesus, ah, man. That is insane. That is absurd. That's just... To get like a thousand... That's like one of those, like, would you do that to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. Totally. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm going I'm To going give a thousand no. people water, like... Uh, but when I guess that's true. That is a lot of people. <laughs> it seemed like he was gonna quit. He's like, I went home, I showered, like I looked myself in the mirror, I had a hard talk with myself, and I was like, oh, he's gonna quit the fire festival. <laughs> yeah. He's flying back home to America, and he was gonna go do it. Wow. So that's why the Netflix documentary is better than the Hulu one, I guess, because <laughs> <laughs> the Hulu one does not touch on that and does not have that sound bite. No. <laughs> yeah, the Hulu one's about like scam culture, I guess, but the Netflix one has this. So interesting. That is that is pretty wild. 
So, so did the did the fire fest? I mean, I guess it happened, right? Like they had a thousand people there on that island. Only a third of the people who bought tickets actually could get there, and there was not enough beds for them. Oh fuck! Yeah, but then <clears throat> some of the people that came were also kind of shitty as well. Oh yeah, because there was like a limited amount of tents. And then one of the festival goers was like, yeah, we sabotaged everyone else's tents around him. Like cutting holes in tents so people couldn't sleep in them. Stealing mattresses. It turned into Lord of the Flies, but with like shitty rich millennials. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is... The best Lord of the Flies. (laughs) I know. Holy shit. Also, how many mattresses do you need? But people had like seven or eight. Like for one person. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's the new Hunger Games, right? Yeah, you just like, like someone <laughs> traps a bunch of rich, shitty millennials on an island. Yeah, and makes I would them feel bad, but then I was like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You, you have a five grand for a weekend. Eh, yeah, you deserve a little. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. they were told they were going to be on private jets, and then they get off the plane, <clears throat> and there's like big yellow, ugly school buses, <laughs> and then they get bus to a bar because this, like the team is still trying to figure out the housing situation. Oh my god! So they bus them to the bar. They leave them there for like eight hours and like don't tell them like what's going on and finally again another bus and they show up and it had just rained so, like all the tents and the mattresses were wet and they're oh, literally shit. like like relief tents from like a natural disaster it's oh so my bad god yeah the that guy is, is in jail wild. for like six years now yeah, yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> good for sure but i mean not long enough on house arrest doing other schemes and scams just like had his friend do it for him while he like told his friend what to do and he was sending out to the same email list of the people who went to Fire Festival. Oh my and then got to... more money from them as well. I'm like, how gullible. Got a hundred like, grand from yeah. scamming them again. Oh, hey, I got an email from that guy who sent me on that torturous Lord of the Flies weekend. I wonder what it is. Oh, he wants more money? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> He's like, we have $150 tickets to like Beyonce at Madison Square Garden. It's uh, like, no, you don't. Yeah, of like, course you don't. Or like events that hadn't been announced yet. He would like email like those Fire Festival people being like, we have like free tickets to to this come <laughs> when did this whole thing happen like Last where year? was i two years ago year, i think 2017 i don't know was firefest itself like a thing that like it was a meme. our people was a were aware of meme. yeah okay yeah, yeah I'd say so. they say it got taken down because a guy tweeted a picture of the food they're being served because this was like like promoted as like a luxury event yeah and he tweeted a picture of like white bread with like a single sad piece of cheese and lettuce <laughs> <laughs> it was like this is the food at firefest damn and they literally spent like millions probably like three million on getting influencers to promote the event for months the event rolls around it gets tanked by one guy posting a picture of bread and cheese oh. That's an incredible study, though, of like social media. Oh, and yeah. Effect. That's, yeah, for you, you live, uh, uh, for those listeners, lives a marketing person. And that, that sounds like it's like a, that is a serious, like, interesting kind of business study of how the world works and, and so how social media can interact with business. It's like, fascinating. That is really cool. He had 400 followers. <laughs> and his one picture tanked Fire Festival and made it blow up. And, like, that's when everyone Fuck picked yeah. it up. Man, someone should make a biopic about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is like a true, like, like David Goliath shitty. story. Like, Definitely. <laughs> the one slice of cheese whipped into the giant's eye and <laughs> down. <laughs> God, yeah, he just so happened to be allergic to cheese and that's, <laughs> that's, took him down. Uh, yeah, that's, that's incredible. I, I love that. I really need to watch this because I feel like every 
cool person is watching it and i'm like out of the loop and me too yeah (laughs) every cool person and ryan yeah is is watching it and me with my high pants i'm just sitting on the sidelines and (laughs) mine could be higher but (laughs) (laughs) i just i feel like now the listeners are like how high are his pants i'll be documenting it (laughs) (laughs) i also my pants generally just always look like they're a little higher than the average because i have i'm all legs you know I'm a very leg heavy kind of person. <laughs> he's literally all legs. Guys. Yeah, he's like a talking spider. Like. <laughs> it's his legs head. Like that's my whole body. <laughs> I'm a very strange human being anatomy wise. <laughs> just some freakish creature spat out of Utah yeah. into the, into Los Angeles. Thanks for being willing to talk to my freakishly arranged anatomical being, guys. We I don't really even know how you got in the door. It's, I have to kind of like morph he through things. over it. <laughs> just kind of like how did he birth myself through the, through the entrance. He then crawled in through the vent. <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? Just shimmy on in. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so... When I was in, in preparation for this, Ryan and I were messaging, and I was just like, "Hey, what have you been? What have you been watching? All that stuff." Uh, you did mention in your message, and it got me very curious. You said shitty Aussie reality TV, and I was almost unaware that Australians even had reality TV of their own. It's I for, I forget oh, it's, sometimes. It's a different base, my friend. They exist. <laughs> what What's their shit like? What goes on down there in that backwards ass world? Oh, man, that's just. Well, it's it depends which road you want to go down. Okay, there's please. Like, there's like the bitchy Airbnb one, which is like tactical and like strategic. It's like HGTV meets like The Bachelor. Oh, so what? like they all own an, like a really nice Airbnb and they're all in like couples and then they go to each other's Airbnb and give them ratings. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whoever has the highest score at the end gets, like, to go to America or something. <laughs> and they, they literally, like, get to go. To, they, they go to L.A. and, like, stay in an Airbnb in L.A. And I'm like, what a crappy prize. <laughs> the, the prize is escaping the shitty country you yeah. live in. <laughs> like, they don't to even go, get money. To go to America, of all places. And like, they couldn't <laughs> say it, but they're like, this Airbnb in L.A. might be owned by a celebrity. I'm like, it's not that. What? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, your prize is to go to something they're lying to you, saying a celebrity might own it. I'm like, n- who? I don't know. Oprah's not, like, operating an Airbnb on the side. No. You know, like, no celebrity needs that extra cash. Totally, yeah. No big time. Like, it's, it's like, maybe you could see, like, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, well, I was going to drop, like, a really good reference, and now it's gone. <laughs> Corey uh, Feldman. You could see Corey Feldman maybe operating an Airbnb, but that's probably, like, the tip <laughs> of, like, that's as famous as you're going to get operating your Airbnb. <laughs> but that's, like, Australian famous. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Feldman is like Australian Brad Pitt. <laughs> it, and it's pretty good. And really? there's like one couple that are like bitching against everyone else. Like, oh, you got no taste. This is the worst. <laughs> and like you're waiting for them to just get demolished. Like, oh, the, no. like the retaliation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to. Oh. oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> it was, what's that show called? Uh, uh, Instant Hotel. Instant Hotel. It's on Netflix in America. It's, it's like it. It dances around the fact it's obviously Airbnb, but they're like, this is the best instant hotel ever. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Sometimes they slip. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely worked on a few shows where like one prominent company name cannot be mentioned. And so they have to like try and train all these people who are not actors to like say a different word for something that they say all the time. It's pretty great. Oh, yes. Yeah, that lift sharing company. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. When I first moved to LA, I was working on a lot of reality shows, and uh, uh, that was a very common thing where it was just like, ah, oh, fuck, they mentioned Coca Cola again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Every time, or like a certain, like, you know, it would, it would sometimes be like certain kinds of alcohol, like, or just like an app, right? Like, mm. you know, I was on Tinder the other day. Um, I was on a dating app the other day, you know, like just like, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that where, where it's just so funny to watch shit get manipulated. Also, reality TV is an awful yes. industry. Anyway. Well, it's better in Australia, though. They've mastered the awful industry. <laughs> I mean, this is going to sound like a slightly <laughs> off-topic question. Please. But uh, I also have a friend who's in who shoots reality TV, yeah, yeah. and he's saying one of the large problems of shooting reality TV is MILFs, and that he needs like a MILF wrangler like like control the, like an alcoholic woman like could you is that real yeah can you're not to that he is nodding that is that is too real <laughs> it never occurred to me but yes i'd say i'd say eight out of ten shows probably have a milf wrangler <laughs> like I cannot tell you how many sets I've been on where there has been a drunken MILF just 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 wandering off and doing her thing. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's pretty so, yeah. prominent. Because I mean there's a certain type of person who is attracted to being on a reality show. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so you get a lot of those persons in a in a closed space and usually the cast of any given reality show is healthily liquored up. Uh, to get him to fight, yeah. <laughs> get him to either fight or fuck. Like that's that's yeah, always that's the... their goal. Is like, <laughs> and they literally, I mean, God, the the things that they say over the over the headsets, like on the crew, when you're like, because it's it's you know like the camera people will be there, the assistants and everyone, like everyone who's kind of trying to follow the action, so to speak. Yeah. The things that the producers will go and be like, all right, uh, they're they're about to go into the back room. Make sure that we get a camera angle on that. Can someone get in there before they get there and just like make sure that they capture it because they're definitely about to fuck. And, you know, like, something <laughs> that or like, uh, can someone get more liquor out here? Can you please refill her glass really quick? Like just stuff, stuff like that where it's just like, yeah, like they're, yeah, they're, they're they're starting to feel each other. I I, I just told uh, I just told uh, we'll say Steve. I just I just told Steve uh, that uh, uh, Kelly was uh, eyeing him and uh, was was very interested. So he's probably going to go and make what? a move pretty soon if someone could get an angle on uh, Kelly. Like just stuff like that. that We're just like, Jesus, that is predatory. Oh, it is. It is like, it is one thing. Competition shows are one thing, right? Mm -hmm. That is a show where somebody signs up to go and be in a confined space that exists outside of their real life, right? Like it's it's its own thing, right? Workplace reality shows, however, are very different because it is a bunch of people's real life. You know, Uh, it's a bunch of people's real job, and then stuff happens. For a reality show, or sometimes even for a show that's not even a show yet, for something that is just a pilot, or even even worse, they have in reality TV they have what's called a sizzle, and this is where you, for two days, you go and film enough footage to make a pilot for a reality show, uh, but there's you know like no one has necessarily requested a pilot yet; they're just open to seeing a sizzle reel, which is like three minutes long, and so you take that two days of shooting. And you condense it into like three interesting minutes to show, like, hey, this is what a this is what could have could be in our pilot. Like, this thing has enough interesting stuff that you nice. could make a pilot out of this. And then maybe they'll make a pilot. And then if that pilot's interesting enough, maybe they make a series. Uh, I have seen people's like livelihoods be ruined for a sizzle reel, like wow. <laughs> for a thing that <laughs> no. never made it to TV, never even got a pilot, like just. Was turned into a three-minute clip and died. Like six God. people saw it, and your life is over. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because they, because just these producers, just like fucking with people, like at their workplace, like actively, like you know, manipulating them to do certain things, and then like 
you know, manipulating their boss into walking in on them too. And just like, it's always, there was like a moment, I won't say what show or any, any specifics at all, but, uh, uh, like there was a show where, (laughs) or a sizzle reel that was being filmed, uh, where these two people that worked together were, were coerced and, and pushed pretty hard by, uh, some producers into fucking in the back room. Oh, crap. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course the producers, uh, convinced one of the other employees to go and tell the boss about it and so then the next day because we filmed over two days uh we're showing up and like basically there was someone who was on alert to see when uh the girl who went and slept with that other guy in the back room arrived like when she pulled up to work and as soon as she arrived it was like okay she's here she's here she's here make sure we get two cameras over in the back room uh and we're, we're gonna have the, the the boss take her into that room to to fire her Jeez. And so you're like watching this person lose their actual job for this three-minute video that a couple of network executives are going to see. Like, right. wild. It is wild. Like, I can't. <laughs> wow. That industry is fucked up. Um, <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, it's, it's a wild industry. Anyway, though, this does <laughs> this Australian <laughs> reality TV sounds yeah. wild. It's not quite as extreme as that. It's more, yeah. <laughs> it's more like HGTV where you're like, oh, this is like a really nice Airbnb. And then they're like... I don't know. Did you see the stains on that? <laughs> also, one of them is from Bondi Beach, and she named her daughter Bondi. So, like, the whole time, it's like, oh, do you like Bondi, Bondi? And then just, like, <laughs> I'm saying the word over and over again, right? And I just say it to each other constantly now. <laughs> like, Bondi! And it's just, uh, it's just like the... It's... I'm not sure if it's schadenfreude or just, like, that sense of justice. Yeah. But there was, like, one couple that were, like... People want to be us. We're like Instagram famous. <laughs> like we just DJ all the time, and like obviously hired like models to dance around and like look at our lives. Yeah, yeah. Like we're the best. And then the guy like lived with his parents, <laughs> and like in his family home, everyone toured it, and there were like pictures of him as a baby up on the walls, and he was trying to pretend like it was his house. But, like oh, his parents were just like on fun. vacation during filming. Yeah. And it was like the, the expert walked in. They have like a hotel expert like tour the houses. Yeah, and she's like it smells like mold and old people she's like it smells like retirement home they had like a water feature also if you stayed at that airbnb you mm. had to like feed their pets <laughs> like, <laughs> like you but you paid like 500 dollars a night i think to like yeah. literally you had to feed their cats and like fish and like a turtle like you're they're like yeah like we just want people to like have a good time but oh. also like you have to do our yeah. chores <laughs> yeah they talk such a big game and it was like you have just <laughs> that is hilarious you're I love you're basic. It. You're basic. <laughs> is that is that do you think that's like the top of the Australian reality or is there another competitor? Oh back with know. the X. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about that. Back with the ex. What is this? Um, it's people who used to date who are no longer dating. And then one of them is like, I want to get back together. So they came on this reality show. Oh. And then like each week is like a new thing. So the first week they like stay in a hotel together. And like some of them are real crappy. Like they broke up for like a good reason. Yeah. Like, she was reason. like, you were like pretty like mentally abusive to me. And like you made me get a haircut, like even though uh. I didn't like it. And then like they had to spend like a month together. But one of them was really cute. They hadn't seen each other in 28 years. She was American. He was Australian. Um, they like ended up like marrying other people yeah. and like they had kids and they both got divorced. And now they came back and they were like so in love. And at the end of the show, like he proposed and she said yes. And like, 
I would say like four out of the five couples ended up like getting back together. It was really fun to watch. Oh, shit. And then we Googled it. All of them are broken up now almost immediately. Uh, <laughs> like every, they no, got us. Like <laughs> love did. didn't last. Yeah. They got us to believe in love for a little sec. Oh, yeah, man. Like, Let's try going live. Like, oh, God, for them, love's not man. real. Instagram <laughs> told me love's yeah. not real. <laughs> Is this uh, is this on Netflix too? Yes, so, back yeah. with the ex. I think yeah. America yeah. recently bought a bunch of Australian show. America, America, America the Netflix. country of America. The country of America <laughs> yeah, bought a bunch like, of these shows. Trump just started watching. Really? Now we, <laughs> we as a country own these, so we might as well See, watch them. That's the thing. I wouldn't even like. I wouldn't even really bat an eye at that being a real headline. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that makes sense. He bought all those burgers. What like, are you gonna do when the government shut down? You know, like start watching Australian reality <laughs> shows. He already probably watched all the American ones, so he <laughs> ran out. out of <laughs> and there's just like some people that there's just like some individuals in there where I'm like, how are you? How have you managed to like not accidentally swallow a bee during <laughs> filming? Like you are just like the most dense individual. I mean, there's ever. also a lot of bugs in Australia. There are a lot of bugs. So both, but yeah. yeah, I just like the swallow a bee was like the example. That's a really good one to pull. Like, how is he not just like I don't know? Yeah, it's yeah, just like heroically stupid people. Oh. Like, how are you? Oh, my I God. admire people that are past a certain level of stupid. Like, I really, it's almost aspirational. You know what I mean? Where you're like, man, if only I could be that stupid. If like, only. If, <laughs> if only my life had been different and I could remove a bunch of knowledge <laughs> like from the, my head. Like be the so Homer happy. Simpson crayon. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, dude. Whole just start sniffing some glue and see what happens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> life's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't really know what the government shutdown means at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know. I just, what's, what's money? What's a furlough? I don't know. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna go, <laughs> mean now. I'm gonna go play with some rocks. Like, <laughs> it's a fun time. Um, that's some good shit, man. That's, that's I, I uh, that's a good catch up. We have on it, the, on the show one of our recurring yeah. segments is the catch up, and this is kind of it's yeah. kind of what we've been doing here. And it's like bad enough that you can just like shout over it as well. Which yeah, kind of good. That's great. It's kind of like half the satisfaction. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I. I I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. It's it's nice to be able to yell at the TV sometimes. I I almost exclusively watch scripted stuff. I haven't watched tons of reality. I think part part of it was scar tissue. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're just like oh, PTSD. Yeah, I was like I can't. I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of have been getting the itch lately. Like one of my friends has really been trying to get me to watch Terrace House. Uh, it's this Japanese reality show that <laughs> has no artifice. Like there's no goal. There's no, there's no, it's not like what we perceive as reality shows. It's literally a bunch of people living in a house together. Like Truman Show and Big Brother? Pretty much. But it's like, there's no, there's no game. Oh, so just Truman <laughs> Yeah. And there's, and they don't even, they're not even like, they don't even have to stay there, right? Like they can just move out whenever, like it's just, like, they could just, it's just some, like, it's just a bunch of people's lives. It's just raw footage. It's, it's just unedited. raw footage. And they, and they put it together, and then they have, like, I guess they have, like, people commenting on it throughout the episodes or oh, some shit like better. that. It's just, like, it's wild because it should not be considered entertainment, but apparently it's fascinating. Like, really? <laughs> apparently it's really, really good. Uh... In my, I, I have like, I've, I've now had like four or five people recommend it to me. It's on Netflix, I guess. Um, but I yeah, know what we're doing tonight. Seems like such a waste of time. It seems like it, right? But it's, and I mean, they do, you know, they edit it down into like an hour or whatever, and so you're only seeing the highlights. And I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what the like 
time period is uh, the translation of like real life time to episode time you know like who knows maybe each episode's a month you know <laughs> <laughs> or maybe each episode keep is them in the same clothes the continuity. <laughs> yeah just... or maybe it's like 24 and it's just yeah. every episode's an hour of <laughs> real time <laughs> yeah it's just like all right they're all at work now um just waiting waiting for them to go home. oh they have like real jobs yeah oh yeah, that's the thing yeah they have real jobs <laughs> they're just living their lives while living at this house like so I, when they're not in the house no one's filming them I think, oh, I think I think we're like three people who haven't seen a show talking about a show. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. like we're just I, I think Probably. I know I have no fucking clue, but like it sounds wild. It sounds like everything that TV is not supposed to be, and I think that makes it fascinating. I love it. I'm in. Yeah, I want to at least watch one episode just so I can be like, all right, what is this shit? Because it's been hyped up. <laughs> I don't know why, but while you were talking, I was like checking the corners, <laughs> I just, like just in case this was like another episode of of Terrence. Oh yeah, by the way, I, yeah, yeah, I. I cameraed up your entire place <laughs> when I walked in just to like start like this reality show. Japanese people yeah. watching us right now. <laughs> yeah, no. What are they doing? And the recording's never going to end either. Like literally, yeah. that's the experiment. Is like I'm just going to keep you guys on this podcast <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> like literally, can you imagine if you were listening to a podcast and like one of the people on the show was like, "All right, well, like I gotta, I gotta get to bed. I gotta work." In the world. Like, can you imagine like a show that just like went that long? That, like a guest on a show had to like. <laughs> Just be like, all right, like uh, I'm asleep. Time for me to head on out. <laughs> if you're ready to uh, the Rick and Morty, uh, it's when like the during the TV episode. Oh yeah, the, the where he goes home. It's a real door fake guy, doors. Yeah, yeah, and then he's just driving home, and he gets in his family's house, and then the commercial starts up again. But for like two minutes, he's not saying anything. You yeah. just kind of like watching driving, him. and you're like watching his life exist. He's like, hi, still here, still selling real fake doors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yes, that's that's what Terrace House sounds like to me. Is we're just like I'm it's in. just a guy. We're just watching these people. I think there's like twelve people that live in the house, so there's enough pe- people to make it just interesting. Put traffic in there, they're like, you know, exactly. Track something, spice it up. Um, yeah, but that's that's my reality show uh, of the day. Hey everybody, I'd like to just take one minute to mention our sponsors over at Impact Theory Comics. Impact Theory Comics is a new independent publisher and they're releasing their first comic, Neon Future. The comic is a collaboration with world-famous DJ-slash-producer Steve Aoki and is written by the Eisner Award-winning writer of Justice, Jim Kruger. With artwork by Neil Edwards and Jeremy Ropic, the artwork and story are absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, if you like sci-fi, you're going to love this comic. So head over to your local local comic book shop and get Neon Future Issue 1 on your pull list ASAP. While you're at it, if you have Instagram, you can see some of the artwork for yourself if you give IT Comics a follow at IT Comics. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Back to the show. Anyway, uh, uh, let's let's talk about some movies. Um, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we still surprisingly have not talked about it on the show. I've we spent a lot of time talking about Aquaman on this show. <laughs> That's fair. Did you guys see that? By the way, I thought it would be bad, so I didn't <laughs> let us see it. And I was pushing us to watch Aquaman on your recommendation. Oh, like, you were the friend who recommended good. it. Okay, you were. The we guy. had free tickets to like the movies. We had like gift cards, but I was like, I don't want to waste on Aquaman. I'll wait. I'm going to see Lego, the second Lego movie bec- instead I, of Aquaman. I mean, that movie looks good. Aquaman's so fun. You're, I feel like you're the only person who's saying so that right fun. now. It's so fun. It's really dumb, 
but it's really fun. It's I'll so wait fun. Until it's free. It's got it's got good reviews. I feel like I feel like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like sitting somewhere in the like high high seventies. If you like bootleg it, I'm in. But I'm not gonna pay money. Yeah, it's some kind of like weird Mexican standoff where it's like. I'll make you watch Aquaman, and then you're like, "But I'll make you watch Mary Poppins." And then we both, just <laughs> yeah, kind neither of, like, of us got it. <laughs> like waited out the clock. Like, all right, look, what's gonna happen. <laughs> to me, the, the the critics, sixty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience, seventy nine percent. That's. I mean, those are both not passing grades. So. What? Wow. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. In the American school system, on a test. <laughs> but that's but that's but it's the, but that's not answers right. This is people say good or bad. Mm, I'll I mean, see. That's there's a lot of bots out there. Russian trolls these days. Are really <laughs> impul- Russia's hacking our Russian tomatoes. Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of pro-Russian propaganda. Yeah. Aquaman, by the Russia way. Russia had a lot of money exclusively. In it. Yeah. <laughs> The whole time he's like got a picture of Putin like hanging up next to him that he keeps kissing. So they need those reviews. They need them. Um, no, but let's let's talk about Spider Verse. Uh, what what did you guys think of it? I mean, it's it, dope. I thought it was fantastic. Did you go in with any expectations? What were you What were you prepared for walking in? We knew the it would be that good. Yeah, it was it was strange because the first trailer was wildly different to the second. Yeah, the first one was like, oh, this is gonna be a Miles Morales thing. This is gonna be sick. Yeah, it might be Peter Parker. Who knows? Yeah. And the one after is like, we got Nick Cage, we got <laughs> John Mulaney, John Mulaney is a pig. It's like throwing this crazy stuff. I'm, like, I'm in. Yeah. This is mental. Like I'm all about it. I yes. I I I was. I wasn't. I I, I always want to say I was like pleasantly surprised, but like yeah, it almost feels like you weren't surprised. You were just like yeah, no, you're like. The great. trailers made it look amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, what favorite parts? Favorite characters? Like what? What were you? What were oh, you into? John I, Mulaney as was it Spider Ham? Something like that. Spider Ham. <laughs> yeah. I always want to call him Spider Pig because the Simpsons. I know, yeah. right? Uh, Fucks yeah. up. Yeah. He ruined pig. it for me. No, I love jo- anything John Mulaney does, and I just love it so much. <laughs> it's the best part of the whole movie. John Mulaney is maybe my favorite comedian right now. He's perfect. We yeah. talked about it. Pete Davidson, John Mulaney. Yeah, that's right. Team. We did talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they're, they're solid. Uh, that little second on Saturday Night Live was perfect. Flawless. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if this is a spoiling anything, but like, I love the boldness that like Peter Parker gets splattered in the first like five yeah. minutes, and it's yeah. like Peter Parker's dead. Like, yeah, what? Whoa! And they like don't super... bring him back. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we'll come back. Nah, nah. nah. It's like, like yeah, sure. We get like slacker Peter, Parker, yeah, Peter we, B. We, Parker or something. We get shitty Peter Parker from another universe <laughs> that like kind of sucks. The one we deserve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get the Peter Parker That's we nice deserve, thing. not the yeah. one we uh, need. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, solid. There was like nothing bad to to say about it. Like we didn't even like speak afterwards. We were like, this after every movie, nothing. we yeah. talk about the movie for probably two hours. No matter what movie we see, we like dissect it in the parking lot, like all the way home. Yeah, and we came out like we walked all the way home from the movie theater and like didn't really. We were like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and we'd be like, remember that part? Yeah, I mean, like it was good. It's there's nothing to say about <laughs> yeah, it. Almost. Totally. Do you guys? Oh. You guys go to the one the theater just right over there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love that theater so much. I I since I used to work over there, and I'm not gonna say the location specifics obviously but uh since i used to work right over there i would go there all the time after work and it's like it's a labyrinthian enormous place and they have like concession stands like every other floor it is very expensive like 20 dollars for one ticket i know it was on movie pass when movie pass was still fun and is is this still a thing i think it is and i've heard it's like i someone no it wasn't movie pass was getting better cinemia was like shitty for a second but now it's better again cinemia is like the same thing but like a little less great um, but a little more sustainable, kind of thing. So, 
That's for all the listeners out there wondering about a movie pass alternative. It's Cinemia with an S, which is weird since it's like <laughs> oh, cinema. Sin. Yeah, it's like it's like Gross. is this like a porn app? You know, like, like is this like a free like Vegas experience type thing? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't understand why. Um, unless it's like a weird language where cinema is spelled with an S, but I don't think mm. it, there is. No. Yeah. Maybe Sounds like a yeah. I don't know. Um, no, I, <clears throat> I I I loved the the. First off, I love the animation style in this movie. Oh, yeah. The weird, like, stop motion and also 3D animated, like, yeah. awesome thing. And I, I was, I, there's a bunch of um, artists, like, production artists that I follow on, on Instagram that, like, worked on this movie. And they started sharing, like, some of their process stuff for some of these sequences. Because yeah. they kept having, like, those little moments in the middle of the action where, like, it would get all pop arty and, like, kind of weird yeah. and crazy. And they showed, like, the still frames. And I was like, fuck, that looks so <laughs> cool. Like, it, it was, it was everything that I feel like an animated comic book movie should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the panels and gutters and all that kind of crazy Yeah. Stuff. And yeah, like the, the, really cool. the caption boxes interacting yeah. with what he was doing. And like, I mean, it, 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 there's so much of it. Like the, the, the aesthetic of it, it very much captures the aesthetic of a comic book, which is dope. Like, you know, better than I think anyone, anything else has, but it's also like, it's a movie about like the most comic booky concept ever. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of universes where like people get bit by radioactive spiders and that's yeah. like what happens to them. You <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Although did you guys know secret, uh, uh, spider ham origin? <laughs> I love this. Uh, apparently. And I, I, I'm not as, as listeners know, I'm not the biggest Marvel guy in the world. Like I've, I've read a lot, but not tons. Uh, spider ham's origin story is that he was a, a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. Even better. <laughs> and that's what turned him into what he is now. And so I like I like thinking about that and looking at Spider-Ham and going, that is a spider. That is, there is a spider in there that was just mutated horribly. That is not a pig. That is a spider. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's also such a weird bastardization of how Peter Parker gets his powers because it's like the spider didn't turn him into a spider. Like it just gave him spider abilities. Yeah. So it's like, it's like. But then you think about like, what would a spider with pig abilities be like? And so you're like, I guess he would have to become a pig. But like, why not just be a pig that got bit by a spider? It's a very, it's a much simpler way to like reach the same conclusion. That movie would have been so much better. John Mulaney did an interview where he, when he found out he got the job, he they just let him do the dialogue and they didn't tell him that it was a kids movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I he was interview. like swearing. And I would love to see an alternate version of the movie where <laughs> Spider-Ham just, like, causes everyone out and no one else in the movie says anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rest He's... of the movie stays the same and only his lines are read up. <laughs> oh. It, That'd be what, fun. What a character. The really aggressive Spider-Ham cut. Yeah. I, I hope that this movie spawns, like, 12 spinoffs. You should, Please. Like... Each one of them deserves a spinoff. Yeah, um, totally. Another cool thing about it is that they, like, concluded the whole universe splitting thing. They were mm. like is the end and we'll all go back to our respective yes. thing mm-hmm. it wasn't like here's a trailer for the next spider-man mm-hmm. three four five six it's like they wrapped it up so well yeah it works I was like i respect that <laughs> it, yeah totally the only i mean they had like the post credits teaser that like yeah. could potentially tease something new you know yeah. but like other than that there's nothing it's all self-contained like yeah. which awesome. is dope because i i really want to see a spider-man 2099 like super cool ass cyberpunk animated yes. movie with oscar isaac like 
Oh, I, it's it's time for Cyberpunk to come back. I'm really. That's coming back. Yeah. Is that your thing, really? I love it. Yeah. I'm working on a cyberpunk comic right now, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just because I'm illustrating it myself, and it's really fun because I'm trying to figure out color palette things to like really make like the kind of crazy neon landscape nice. stuff. That's have cool. you have you watched the the preview stuff for Cyberpunk 2077, the video game? Yes, I have. Looks so good. I know. I'm not much of a gamer. Like, I'm not a huge gamer. I have a PS4 and I have an Xbox One, but it looks incredible. It's like every cyberpunk trope you have ever imagined just like rolled up into one and but then it's also kind of unique because it's like in the daytime Mm -hmm. and it like explores like more of the lifestyle because it's always like oh it's perpetually raining and dark and everything's Mm -hmm. noir and this Mm -hmm. one's like nah we're just like sometimes in the it's day. day. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we wake up early. <laughs> Every once in a while, the sun comes out. Like them getting groceries, just yeah. like living a really normal life. Can you imagine if, bike, you imagine know, if that was the game? It's like this wild science fiction world, but like you're still just like getting groceries and like walking working your, your day job and walking your dog, like filing paperwork. <laughs> like it's just like there's just wild shit all around you, but like all you can do is just mundane shit. There's <laughs> an adventure happening, but like you watch it on like your like screen TV. Yeah. Like, you're not part of it you have like the news on your left and you yeah. like, kind of see a police chase but you're also like filing you know like expense reports and stuff like that would still stay the same <laughs> everything else would be like so flying cars but you still have to file like a yeah. 1099 oh, or whatever no. someone make that video game and then tank your entire studio like <laughs> this would never be successful but yeah, I want to see it I would play yeah right yeah. I'm in it's, uh, just, it's just cool because we're in like Los Angeles, like 2019, which is like when Akira and when Blade Runner is set. I know. Like when and where. I know. I know. As soon as it turned 2019, I was like, yeah, we're in the cyberpunk year. Let's yeah. start wearing cool jackets, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually love the one little detail, and then we'll stop talking about Cyberpunk 2077, but it's all I can think about, is the main, they, they did like this playthrough video, and the main character in the video has like this cool jacket with like a high collar. And there's a heating element in her collar. Like, it's like, you know, when you have like a space heater and it like glows all red and stuff like that. Yeah. She just has that like lining her collar. And so her collar is like glowing orange around her face. And it looks dope as fuck. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? That is the coolest invention ever. Like, yeah. can you imagine walking around in the winter with just like a nice little space heater right behind you? Mm. Like, oh my that's snug. I would move yeah. back to Chicago. See, yeah. there you go. <laughs> you don't need all the sun out all the time. Oh, like, there's yeah, no reason here. if I could just have a jacket. Yeah, exactly. It'd be incredible. <laughs> Great experience. So cool. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Spider-Verse. I, is there one character that you would want to see a spin-off of over the others? Ooh. Spider-Gwen. Yeah? Yes. Because there's like two movies with like superhero girls. Totally. Like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Is there literally any others? No, not yet. I mean, like they're making a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, I, th- I think there's a couple more down the pipe. But yeah, it's like it's Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. Those are the two. Yeah. So Unless like, Ant-Man and the Wasp counts, but I don't think that counts because yeah. it's also still Ant-Man and... Yeah, he didn't even get to be the... First, she didn't get to be the first one. Nah. No, and no, I no. didn't see it, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it's not that great. You're not missing that much. It's like a perfectly passable movie. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, Spider-Man... Yeah. Spider-Gordon would be really good. Yeah. Uh, especially because in the animated frontier, too, like, you know, because obviously comic book characters are, like, very appealing for young kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think... Even even though the live action movies, I'm sure you know, like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, have very wide reaches. But like, I think that animated movies, even while still like Spider Verse, right? It's still a sophisticated movie. It's still a movie that adults like us yeah. three partial adults, uh, <laughs> what, what we can pass for adults these days. Uh, uh, we enjoy it, but like you know, like it's it's more I think accessible to someone who's like a you know like yeah. a six year old kid, right? And 
I think about that. Like, yeah, that's there's to have like that kind of character, but in an animated medium that can reach a little lower, mm-hmm. like would be really good. And also, Spider Gwen's like the dopest looking character ever Her created. Outfit, Her outfit's so good. Hood and like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I like the little touches they added to that character for the movie too, like the mm-hmm. little tooth gap and the little like eyebrow piercing. I was like, all right, like she's a little, she's a little, little, little off, a little different. Yeah, That's cool. and her yeah. friend died. I don't know. She's yeah. like a well-rounded yeah. character. Because doesn't like Peter Parker die? Yeah. So that's the thing that the mm-hmm. friend that she kept alluding to, yeah. yeah, is Peter Parker in her universe. Which I was hoping that that would pay off emotionally somehow, like that she would have like a heart-to-heart moment mm-hmm. with Peter, and then it didn't happen. And I was like, man, that's interesting. But also like. We've only got so much time and so much space. Yeah. yeah. Like, Too many characters that needed resolution. Yeah. I'm sure there was some sort of like scene like that and they just ended up cutting it. But like, I mean, I guess, and who knows, maybe it's either me inferring it or something, but like, it did feel like there was some of that like underlying thing whenever she, like, it felt like there were a couple shots where she would like look at Peter Parker like a little bit longer than normal, like the frame would hold on her or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't know. There's a lot of. It feels like there's a lot of depth there that they like had a lot of restraint and like not fully going into. Yeah, they had too many. They're like Peter Parker has to like apologize to his wife and like want kids now, so we have an hour left to like make that happen. I guess and, like Miles Morales has like a dead uncle. Like there was a lot of things. They're yeah. like, I don't know. We got six people who, who need resolution. Oh. And I, I knew about the uncle twist, like, I, you know, because I'd read the Miles Morales stuff. Oh, you knew. I knew. Oh. I didn't know. But it still got me. I was yeah. still watching it and I was like, fuck, like, that's so good. Like, because yeah. mm-hmm. that is just, that is, I think, one of the, like, best, I mean, I think the only, the, the next closest best, like, sort of villain tying into your personal life twist was Spider-Man Homecoming, when Michael Keaton was the, the dad of, of his prom, or his homecoming date, you know? Did you guys see Homecoming? No. I am so sorry. <laughs> We keep it's incredible. We really want to. It's on Netflix, isn't it? No, but uh, I think it maybe will be. We're bad. I think it is on Netflix now. We want to say. But I heard that was also phenomenal. Yeah. yeah we're not I against just it. Pretend I said nothing about Michael <laughs> Keaton's character. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, I love fun. Michael Keaton, though. He's so. great. He's, such, he's the best Marvel villain in that movie. Um, anyway, apart from that, yeah. but yes, yeah, so, so then the only good villain twist that ties it into a character's personal life it was The Prowler with Miles, because it just like. It's so nice when you can have a villain that's like really like that the, the your main character has really conflicted feelings about and like that yeah. they mean something to each other mm-hmm. but they're they're on just totally opposite sides of something you know like ah, it felt so good like way I, better I than it. the Uncle Ben moment totally yeah totally like I mean even like I thought Doc Ock was done well in Spider Man two back in the day right like that was a yeah. good villain and like they were tied together but like this was so much more emotional like because yeah. at a certain point Doc Ock is just like all right, like he's a bad guy now. And then eventually yeah. it's like, oh, but he was mind controlled. And so now he's better <laughs> yeah. or something, you know, uh, they blame it all on the robots. Um, but in this one, yeah, it felt very emotional and you yeah. really felt for miles. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like, oh, I've got to go away on business or something. I'm like, oh, he's a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. All right, fine. Like, don't need to worry about that anymore. And it's like, holy shit. He's totally. this crazy, like claw handed man. Runs around. Yeah. And like all the relationships are, are, are super complex. It felt like, you yeah. know, like even, even cause their relationship with each other, like Aaron and, and miles, dad, like, you know, them yeah. being brothers and like kind of estranged and stuff like the sort of progression of their dynamic. And like, I mean, it's so multi-layered this yeah. entire movie. I, I just think it was just good. so well written and just like solid. Man. Yeah. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who were the also the executive producers of the Lego movie, uh, they were the executive producers of this movie. Um, they they directed, they wrote and directed the Lego movie. They wrote and directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and also Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Um, That's a nice two out three. Yeah, they're they're two out of three. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. You didn't like it? It's average. I, just, I haven't seen it, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I watch a lot of kids' movies. So. Okay. 
Average. Really good taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you were about to talk shit on 21 Jump Street and I was going to leave. I no, was going to walk a, out. That's a great film. I love that movie. That's like one of the few great modern comedies. I'm so <laughs> upset that North Korea is the reason why we're not getting a 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Oh, it's only because no. of the interview and then North Korea hacks Sony. And uh, now we'll just <sighs> never get that movie. And we get the... Who's it? It's the hot Australian guy. Oh yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth. And yeah, Tessa which Thompson. whatever. I mean, like, Fair enough, Men in Black yeah. are like my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Ugh. Rounding yeah. off a trilogy, Men in Black Three is solid. Is oh, it? Yeah. It's a great movie. I worked hard with the first one. If I worked at a movie theater as a projectionist when that movie came out, and never watched it. What do else do projectionists <laughs> do? That's, don't you just watch the movie well i mean you, you you work on the projectors and stuff and i mean if you have enough projectors like there's kind of movies in and out constantly oh. uh however i did spend a lot of time watching movies and yeah i elected never to watch <laughs> men in black three uh <laughs> i think i was just very opposed to like i don't know the the josh brolin of it all and stuff i was just so attached to tommy lee jones you don't want to see him fake young yeah i don't know <laughs> but maybe maybe should i really watch it it's good i love it yeah 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 it's- is Men in Black rainy day? I'd recommend. Yeah, is Men in Black three the best of the trilogy though? Mm, I would say the second one. I don't know. I cry in Men in Black three. I love it. You cry in it. Yeah, it's emotional. Because it Emotion. like it like retroactively like improves the yes, previous one. I agree. Really, it makes the first yeah. movie better and like explains more about the first movie and the second movie. I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch R.I.P.D.? No. Is that that um Jeff Bridges thing? <laughs> yeah. It was where they were. (laughs) It was it was like a comic book adaptation, but like a shitty one, and it was basically just Men in Black, but dead people instead of aliens. Yeah, and it was it was Jeff Bridges and it's recent ish, right? Ish, yeah, like twenty ten. Yeah, Uh, I think was it Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges? Maybe (gasps) it might have been Ryan Reynolds. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds has been in a lot of comic book adaptations. Like uh, him and Chris Evans have both been in like. Ten a piece, like oh, yeah, it's kind of wild, um, but uh, yeah, that movie's crazy. Uh, maybe I'll watch Men in Black three, but MIB twenty three would have been the dopest shit in the world. Would Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, perfect. It would have uh, been perfect. It's just so quotable because it's like it just changes expectations. So yeah, much. totally. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, the other thing that we were going to talk. About, well, first, I guess the thumbs up. Any any last thoughts on Spider Verse before we uh, talk about the the next thing? Anything else soundtrack you to say? was good. Oh, yeah. I love like classic Biggie in it. Like, classic oh, Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised it 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 actually got a Post Malone song uh, in my head. Like, because I I kind of hate Post Malone. I really don't like that guy. Yeah, I think he's like the worst. Just the worst. Like he's Wait, just you like don't love face tattoos. Just a I don't love face tattoos. Like yeah, because dirty his, little face tattoos. His look sucks in general, but he's also just like a rich kid who's like parents bought him a career. My brother's <laughs> yeah. gonna hate me, but yeah, I don't yeah. like him either. No, he sucks. Uh, but that song, it was catchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although I think it's not the best song on that soundtrack, uh, even of like songs that were written for the movie. Because there's some dope mm-hmm. songs on that soundtrack. Um, but yes, I totally agree. Yes. The visuals were incredible. The songs, all of it. Everything was good. Um, everyone f- go watch it. I don't think it did as well as it should have done. Though. Definitely. It kind of like, it, did, it didn't bomb, but it no. like fizzled. And I was like, what? I know. Because everyone loved it. All the reviews, like universally, it was praised. And like it ended up, I think they made it on 90 million and it made like 300, 350. And so it's like profitable. Yeah. But it's like, you know, The Incredibles 2 made $1.2 billion. Like, it's it's (laughs) wild to think The the Incredibles 2 made triple the money of Spider-Verse because like 
that movie is way better. Like, <laughs> it's so much better. And I liked Incredibles too. It was fine, but um, you'd, you'd think that those audiences would be like almost the same, you know? Yeah. But I guess not. I guess I'm just Disney is like a cult. It is. Although yeah. Disney made Into the Spider Verse, right? Uh, no, Sony made that. Yeah. Sony made it. Okay. Yeah. So which, Disney Spider-Man's in a weird it? legal. So Sometimes? so yeah. the live action Spider Man stuff. Um, Sony still owns it, but they have an agreement where Marvel produces the live action Spider Man movies. Okay. However, Sony does still own all of the. A they they technically still do own Spider Man. They also mm-hmm. own all of the tertiary Spider-Man characters, okay. uh, and they also own the animation rights for Spider-Man. Weird. Um, and so they the, this movie split. was fully Sony, uh, which is impressive to me. And th- here's what's wild to me. And this is actually, I'm, I'm glad that I remember this, because this is a rant I've been wanting to go on on the show for a little while. <laughs> so go bear, bear with me. 15 years ago, The Incredibles came out, right? Yeah. A, a big budget animated features you know 90-ish million dollar animated feature that pixar made uh about a family of superheroes uh and that movie was one of the most successful animated movies of the decade right one of the most successful movies of the decade uh at that time 15 years ago the fact that nobody at either marvel or dc looked at that and went um they just did our thing and like made a lot of money doing it. Like mm-hmm. that's that thing that we just saw. Like that's that is just the thing we do. Like that's what we specialize in. That's what we like we started that. <laughs> yeah. That's always been our thing in yeah. every medium is people in masks and tights saving the day. <laughs> and they just did it and cashed in on it. So like why in this industry where everybody follows whatever the trend is, right? Like it's all always the case, right? We were talking about before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, um um Bugs Life and Ants and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, every successful movie spawns a bunch of imitators, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's why every movie had, like, every blockbuster movie had, like, all this, like, pop, you know, big pop music from the mm-hmm. 80s right after Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy came out, you know? Yeah. Like, and so the fact that The Incredibles came out and did so fucking well, and neither <laughs> Marvel nor DC went, hey, maybe we should, like, make a big animated movie. Maybe we should nah. do that. No, nah. it's taken till now. <laughs> That's the thing. Not only is it taken till now, neither of them have done it. Still, it, yeah, it was Sony did them. it. It's like neither of them. They yeah. went 15 years after the Incredibles. They made another Incredibles movie after not planning on doing it. <laughs> and then another company took their own character and made a, a, a big budget animated feature out of it. And still, they're like. Should we do a big budget animated superhero movie? Nah. And it's not like they don't have animators. Like, they have artists. I know. They have artists. Like, not only that, Marvel is owned by Disney. Like, yeah. that's not only is that Marvel's thing to do superheroes, that yeah. is Disney's thing to do animation. They are owned by the people who made Incredibles. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I don't get it. They made Big Hero 6 before they, like, decided oh, yeah, to be true. like, to be like, hey, like, maybe we, like, you know do like an Avengers animated feature or like any of the characters we're not using. Like, you know, they don't own Fantastic Four for Mm -hmm. live action, but they do own the Fantastic Four for animation. So like any of that, like there's so many characters, like tertiary characters, right? Like, yeah. And the amount of like lukewarm live action, like Fantastic Four movies, there's been like two, three that have just I been know. like atrocious. Yeah. Or like if you're DC, Green Man. Lantern was burned in live action, right? Make a Green Lantern, mm. make a Booster Gold animated movie, make any of those characters that aren't being used right now. Yeah. Into yeah. An anim- 
or better yet, make a Superman animated movie. Because that, if there's any medium that Superman works in, it would be animation. I agree. Yeah. He's just a wholesome, happy character who likes saving the day. And those are perfect for animation. <laughs> and he like, doesn't look weird animated, whereas in he real doesn't... life, he's like kind of scary looking. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, you could make like a fun, like, you know, big kind of sort of rounder, like barrel chested Superman and just yeah. be like, yeah, that's fun. I like that. Like, I just, I don't understand yeah, why there wild. still hasn't been like an announcement of like, DC is doing a big animated feature. Because also, they do like five direct-to-DVD animated features every year. Yeah, they're doing them on TV and stuff. I know. Just yeah. take that budget, combine it, and make like a good one. You know? like, and I mean, their animated features are fine, but like, it's kind of been a diminishing returns thing for a while yeah. now. It yeah, reminds true. me of um, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which was yes. like a feature-length like Batman animated series and it was like phenomenal. It like won awards and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. That's what I'm saying. You get it that. threw money at it and it like became incredible. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why are you, like, why are you not doing that again? Like, you get that movie that was widely distributed and like did a very good job and like has gone on to make tons and tons of money still to this day and then 10 years later you get Incredibles and then 15 <laughs> years later you get Incredibles too, and a year later you get Spider- like, how is that happening? Like, how are people not going... Oh yeah, I guess comics like work in animation really well. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we I already know. have the storyboards. Like, what do we? Yeah, doing? there's three storyboards. <laughs> yeah, like you've got you've got your you've got your concept art. You've got your like you know at least your plot like a rough place to start from. Yeah. Like you've got your characters. Like I don't know, Marvel make a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur movie or something. Or like, even please. like Guardians. Like if they never end up making that third, like. Yeah, do an animated People already feature. like it. It's a recognizable commodity. I know. I yeah. I the fact because it's also is like way cheaper to make one of those animated movies than it is to make a live action one. So oh, like yeah. these properties that they're like not sure if they want to invest in, like DC with Booster Gold, just do animated. It. It's don't. a fun character. He's a time traveler who like isn't a superhero but wanted to make himself famous, and so because he's from the future, he just took his future technology to the past and made himself a superhero. <laughs> like Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before he like became a villain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I... I just, anyway, that's, 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 that's a rant. I'm just like so frustrated. I'm glad you've got it off your chest. Though. That's good. You can... I just hope that somebody somewhere is listening and is like working at DC or Marvel and is like, hey, wait a minute. That high, high pants man has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's on us something. Incredibly long legged creature from Utah. It's <laughs> the title of my autobiography. <laughs> um, okay, I think the last thing we'll talk about is uh, Bandersnatch, the the Black Mirror special event, uh, the yes. the choose your own adventure movie. You guys, you guys both watched it. Yes, it was great. It was. You really yes. enjoyed it. How many how many like run throughs did you do? We know. kept going until we got like <clears throat> an, a final ending. And oh. then we were like done. Okay. Because like we just looked at the flow charts and we're like, oh, we missed like these endings, but I don't want to spend another like two hours yeah. to Digging see what it looked like. It. I'll wait yeah. till it's on YouTube. See, I never looked at a flow chart. Um, <gasps> yeah, I know. So, oh. so about an hour after it came out, someone on Reddit had this beautifully done graphic of like mm-hmm. everything and like how they all connect. Very comprehensive. Like, all right. Okay. Like the wow. cereal you choose puts you on yeah. separate paths. Like it was so cool to like see how it was drawn out yeah Yeah, and it's like there's so many different like little alleys and like corners you can get into and it's so strange stuff i the so to 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 back up and establish for any listeners that might not know uh banner snatch is this black mirror special event that came out that is like it's about a guy 
designing a, a like sort of choose your own adventure video game thing back in the 80s, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, in the sort of height of like the prompt based uh, video game industry. Um, and the, the whole conceit is that you also, you know, are given prompts to choose where the story goes from there. Um, HBO did this a couple of years ago with a, a Steven Soderbergh movie called Mosaic, which filmed in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Utah's claim to fame. Utah's big claim to fame, uh, along with John Carter, that movie that bombed. But it's pretty good if you rewatch it. Hmm. Just saying. If you rewatch it in Utah, even better. <laughs> if you rewatch it in Utah in the middle of the desert where they filmed it, then it's even better. Uh, it was really cool, though, to see. They had, like, giant green screens in the middle of this Utah desert, and it was wild. Um, it was a cool thing. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I produce it. I mean, it's anyway, really I produce it. Whatever. You guys I, don't I, have I, I wrote to and directed it. John Carter, and I started. <laughs> I will lose I money. I was the middle wrangler on set for John Carter. I'm still trying to make my money back. Um, <laughs> I was on set for a day, but uh, uh, anyway, Banner Snatch. Uh, yeah, it is crazy the amount of like different things that will happen, and like how much reality sort of gets stretched. Like it's a lot of it's like fairly you know quote unquote grounded. But there are certain realities that you get into or certain paths that you get into where, like, shit goes wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the whole the, the, the one where his thera- he and his therapist start fighting, like, ninja fighting yeah. to the death. I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. I loved it. Um, and then it, like, stops and then it pulls back and you see all the crew and stuff. And he's, like, the actor playing the guy. And what? you're like... Oh, did you not see that part? I did not see that one. Oh, if you choose to jump out the window, the director yells, cut. And then, like, everyone, like, stops and they're like, hey, are you okay to the main actor? Well, that, that must be only if, because there must be some other decisions predicating that, because I chose to jump out the window once and that didn't happen. Oh, oh, yeah. We tried to jump out the window and then, like, it wasn't a real, they're like, why are you jumping out the window? Like, this is a set. Like, are you okay? And the guy is like, uh, I don't know. He was, like, freaking out and, like, couldn't, oh, it was creepy. And then that sent you back to, like, another starting place because that, like, went nowhere. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it got like really meta at times. Like when you're like, oh, yeah. we're watching Netflix, and it's like, yeah, the thing on the TV oh. where where the t- the the computer starts telling him that he's on Netflix and mm-hmm. like that all of his decisions are predetermined. You're like, wait a minute, this is fucking weird. Why? How? Stop! It's like really Grant Morrison levels of like layers on layers type thing. I just, I just love um, I don't know. Everyone bullies the kid for being the eyebrows kid. Yeah, like the uh, yeah the, the wild rider. I. And, like, it's just interesting tough. like how that conversation happened where it's like you've got to play a northern england software developer <laughs> in the 80s and he's like sold and then the next <laughs> scene is like all, all the realities are interconnected <laughs> and then he just like, spoiler like kills himself yeah maybe it's like what yeah maybe depending on which just reality you buy on, into yeah, yeah. No, I, I I did like that. It's I feel like I'll probably go back and watch it another couple times and like do some some experiments. But uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's the future. One of my professors is actually working with a company right now that's playing on doing this for like big scale for movie theaters, where mm-hmm. you everyone in the audience votes on their phone, and they've said that they've been testing it and it gets like rowdy because like yeah. half the audience could really want something bad to happen and half wants something good to happen and depending on who wins they like shout and they like you form like little teams so like this could be a thing like not in your house anymore like in a movie theater it would be interesting the 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 hard part would be because uh, you know like the 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 amount that I worked in the movie theater industry a big part of it is like runtime becomes mm-hmm. a big thing you know and mm-hmm. so they would have to like allocate it like a maximum amount of time that you can be there because otherwise you could just keep restarting. Unless unless it's like when it's over, it's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, I don't know if there's alternate endings like this. Like you just keep choosing and you get your ending and maybe you have to go back. I don't know. 
Yeah. But it's a cool technology. Because it had a duration, didn't it? Yeah. It was like an hour and a half. It was long. It was like two Well, it, each each cut was different, though, like depending yeah. on your decisions and stuff. Yeah, I think the true. longest version of it was, yeah, like two hours or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the thing, though, is like it, it's... But that's only the longest version from the beginning. Like it doesn't yeah. count do-overs and like how many times you go back and stuff like that. And so I feel yeah. like on a theater experience, it would be... It'd be difficult to like schedule that for a theater, you know yeah. what I mean? Like to to be able to like know or figure out how much time to a lot for one showtime, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because uh, then also like if you're in that theater and you like keep having to go back and stuff like that, because if if they just went okay, it's three hours, yeah, and then once you're at three hours, you're done. Can you imagine like you're in the middle and you're like finally working toward an ending, <laughs> and then it's like, all right, time's up. Peace. Or they like, don't even let you go back and whatever you get, you get. And if like your movie theater is fifty one percent people who like want the main character to die, like you're yeah. watching a movie you maybe didn't want to watch. Yeah, yeah, you're in twenty minutes and then it's over. Like that that'd be a hard thing to figure out how to I think it would only have to be like a niche thing. Like Definitely. not every movie could do it. It'd have to be like, oh, like a fun thing. I went to a movie and we all mm. yelled and fought. Well, it would almost have to even just be like its own kind of theater, because I don't even think I don't think movie theaters would necessarily want to do it because it would take out like they would have to take out like four show times mm-hmm. in that's a day true. to do that, yeah. and that's a lot of money lost. Uh, and so it would have to be like its own thing. Like you know how that um, they have like at the mall in Glendale, they have the Star Wars VR thing <gasps> now, which is really fun. We love that. It's so fun. That that yeah. company actually started uh, right down the street from where I grew up Ooh. in Utah. In Utah. Wow. Yeah, I, I tried. Tourist board over here. Look at this. <laughs> uh, I actually I tried out that technology about three and a half years ago. We talked about it on this very show uh, after we we had like a beta test of like this version that they had. It was the one that Steven Spielberg ended up trying, which connected him or he connected them with the Lucasfilm people, which led to the Star Wars project. Oh, cool! Because Steven Spielberg flew out to Utah and like tried out this faux Indiana Jones thing that they did, <laughs> nice. uh, and he was like, "I love this so much. I need to tell Kathleen Kennedy now so that we can have Star Wars VR everywhere." Yeah. Um, it's really cool. They're they're one of their goals is to do like online gaming with that. And so you can go, you have like, let's say in like London and in LA, you have mm-hmm. two courses and each course has like a team of people, uh, carrying like these guns in this VR environment yeah. and stuff like that. And you're playing against wow. the other team that's in London in the Ooh. same environment, but just through a virtual space and you're actually shooting them and they're actually shooting you like, ah, oh, that's intense. He's so insane, right? That's like, scary. That could work, though, theoretically. Yeah. Though, oh, absolutely, that. it could. Yeah, it could, because like you think about it, you know, like when you're when you're on that course and interacting with your other players, right? Like mm. you're in the same space, so all they need to do is build two locations that have the same dimensions. Yeah. In London and in LA, they map it out the same way, and then essentially in the virtual environment, it's like they, you know, they just map out where the players exist, and mm-hmm. same as any online game. Like that'd be that'd cool, be so, though. It'd be yeah. so. I can't wait until they... Because that, that's the thing they're, like, actually actively working on. Mm. I cannot wait till that becomes a thing. Because, like, the thing that they have right now is, like, a fun little thing to do, you know? Yeah. But, like, once it's actually a game, you know? Because it's just, like, it's the new laser tag, almost. Like, yeah. it's yeah. a really fucking cool version of laser tag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm I very excited for that. Is it going to be, like, the new, like, esports thing? Are they going to be, like, VR teams and stuff? Like, See, because that's the kind of esports yeah. I could get into, man. Because yeah. it's, like, actual physical. Because it's actual combined, physical activity, you know? Combined yeah. with, like, gaming, I guess. Because if you're, if you're really skilled at that kind of thing, like, you, you're, like, like you'd be army really snipers. skilled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be, Clean like, some cool, like, yeah. I don't even know. Just, like, each country's team against each other. That would be so sick. It's so sick, right? Like, cool. let's invent it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, they'll. I mean, it should be within the next like I would assume within the next like year or two they'll have that like they'll start kind of rolling that thing out because they're starting to just by you know they're opening up more of these sort of locations, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of across the world and stuff. And once they have enough open, then they'll start just like mapping up times and and doing that. That'd be so cool. Be so tight. Um. Anyway, uh, enough about that. But I, (laughs) I I like this 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 choose your own adventure thing with with visual narrative Mm -hmm. but i i I think that it it could only be a niche like yeah because i think that there is a certain amount of um conclusiveness or at least like uh uh uh, well like like at least thought that can be like if you're if your narrative is definitive right like if you have one narrative you're you're able to like really layer in a lot of things and and make a lot of things count and pay off a lot of things and, and and make a very like tightly wound narrative but if you have this thing that's like eight narratives at once, I think any one of those narratives yeah. is not going to be as layered. And yeah. It's a fun exploration thing, but it's kind of like, you know, choose your own adventure books are cool, but like yeah. none of them were ever like incredible. You know what I mean? Like they never yeah. had like really incredible stories. And of course it was marketed towards mm-hmm. kids, but like, yeah. you know, and so I, I feel like it's like a fun thing, but I'm, I'm not sure how popular it will get. I mean, if anyone can make it popular, it's Netflix because yeah. everyone actually has the artifice through which to participate, mm-hmm. you know? That's why HBO had a problem with theirs. Yeah. Is because, like, most people didn't have the HBO app at the time that that was made. And, like, even still, people are kind of watching HBO on their TV. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if they start doing more and more stuff like this or if it's just kind of a one off thing. Yeah. It would be cool if they did it with, like, different, if they experimented with, like, different settings and each one was, like, their own standalone thing. Yeah. I think that would work. Like if they had like a detective story or like mm. historical or like fantasy or something, there's tons of different stuff in there. That would be cool. That would be cool Tangent. to do like a kind of detective story and just like have to keep chasing clues until you figure it out. I mean, I guess at that point, that's just a video game. Yeah. Yeah, it, like Telltale. Of, yeah, like Dance is that line. Yeah. I guess that is, yeah, basically what Telltale does, huh? Except now they're... Live at, yeah, they're I dead. guess they're dead, huh? Yep. Huh. It would be interesting though to see like basically a Telltale game, but in live action. Because like, how do you tell a cohesive story when like there's all the options? Like you kind of have to. I don't even know. Yeah, there has to be. I know. As as like yeah. writers, you're like, what? <laughs> Fuck. That yeah. sounds hard. That sounds very hard, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's just I don't want to be in control. <laughs> exactly. I don't want else telling me. <laughs> It'd be an interesting thing to try and write that way. Like I'm, I'm just trying to think of like how do you plot that? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Do you just like build toward each decision and then from those decisions you go, okay, what decisions could you possibly make here? How would that affect? Like, do you just have to build it like in that sort of Stephen King way where you're not planning the end? You're just kind of like going down yeah. each road and one by stop. one. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like leading it till it's logical end and then going, yeah. okay, cool. That part's written. Now I go to this part and now I go to like, oh, <laughs> God, it'd be so stressful to write. Like, cause that, <laughs> what, like, what does that screenplay look like? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What five hundred pages long? Yeah, like what are they doing? Like okay, scene twenty one A, scene twenty one B, scene twenty one C. Like, how do you keep track of all those fucking scenes? I don't. You I have wanna, all that uh, like red string pinned to different things, yeah. like the kid had. I just like working in production, right? Like everyone on the show has to have a script. You know what I mean? Like they have to ship the script for post to know what's going on, for the VFX team to know what's going on, for the people on set to know what's going on. Like to plan out your camera movements, for your actors to be able to memorize their lines, like. And so it has to be a document. And also just for like network execs to give yeah. their notes and stuff like that and everything. Like what what is what is that document? What does it look like? <laughs> it's a book. It's thick. It must be. <laughs> but it's like it's gotta be like 
It can't even be out somehow. It can't like even be like a screenplay. Yeah, yeah, like it would have to be like a weird glossary, almost. You know, <laughs> yeah, like where yeah. you flip around to like. Yeah, it would almost even have to be like you almost couldn't even print it. Like this would almost have to be a digital exclusive, like you could uh, yeah. a, a screenplay where like it would have to have like links. Like an app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's uh, not linear. No, not at all. And like, yeah. but then you yeah. have to shoot all the scenes on location, like. Not chronologically, but like you have a limited amount of days. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. You would have to film every scene that takes place in the house would be filmed closer together, yeah. you know, and then every scene that takes place at the, the office would be filmed closer together. And so like, because normally you track by scene number, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but it's hard to number these scenes because they all exist concurrently. And so like one scene three is not the other scene three. And like, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Even just putting it together when you have all the footage, it's like, how do you even know? That's what I was. That's yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about that while I was watching it because I was yeah. like, this whoever these editors are, bless you. They must have. It must have been a nightmare. Like, because yeah. even with our show, it gets intense sometimes. And ours is just a regular show. We just have a very straightforward narrative. <laughs> it just goes. You. It goes in one order, you like one of yeah. those in order shows. It wow! Back. <laughs> yeah, all our scenes have numbers, and the number that's bigger than the last one goes next. Yeah, it's, nice. it's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I want to know the ins and outs of like how that production happened. I'm very curious about it. I wonder if they'll ever release like a book, you know, like a production book of Bandersnatch. Because <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, then they still made it feel like a Black Mirror episode, though. Definitely, they still made it feel like thematically like the other ones. Yeah, which is, like kind of cool. Yeah, like, I guess it was. They make it. Yeah, it's the only Black Mirror thing that's ever taken place in the past, right? Uh, yeah. Have they had one that took place in the past so. before? I mean, they all kind of take place in like a weird time period. I feel like. Yeah, but they're all like quasi future yeah you're yeah. right sometimes it's like 80s but like they have like a smart smartphone yeah yeah because yeah, there are like loose things linking them together like there are like some little thematic yeah things like, that draw them together yeah the, like they don't exist in the same universe yeah. but like they're, they're like they have like sort of similar it's kind of like the the mm. cornetto thing in edgar wright's yeah, movies yeah, like there's always like a little thing that ties them it's interesting mm. i like black mirror a lot do you guys have like a favorite black mirror episode either of you uh san junipero the yeah. only happy one is the only happy one. The only one where like things are like good. There is also a slight like there. I feel like you could interpret that episode as ending in a slightly sad way, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just want that to be real. I would love when I was old to like be put in a little thing and I like go hang out on the beach and I'm young. So I yeah, love it. I'm all about it. I feel that. I feel that. I like the uh, like the museum one was really cool because it was oh, like yeah. three little interconnected short films oh yeah yeah that yeah. kind of like had this overarching narrative like linking them all together yeah it was really cool i like that a lot i'm I'm big into playtest i really liked playtest it was the the horror game oh. one with white russell oh. <laughs> that one's fucked yeah. that one's bad <laughs> yeah ryan takes like a month between every black mirror episode i would have been just truly <laughs> yeah, when it came though. out we probably still have like seven we haven't seen because Ryan How can't can handle it. i'm watch that kind of thing how do you have the oh, emotional capacity i can't oh i love it like the <laughs> Was it five million merits or fifteen million? Oh, the bike one, like the oh, nineteen eighty four yeah. one that was just like bleak. Yes, it was like oh, he succeeded, but not really. He has a slightly yeah. bigger room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like his uh, counterculture is like commodified back into the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. such a cynical episode. You're just yeah. like fuck. That was the first <laughs> one we saw. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I do that with Black Mirror. Why I, I I've never I have I didn't watch them sequentially. I just kind of like I'll pick a random one yeah. and watch it. I like watching it that way. It's kind of yeah. interesting. But then people see like I'll have a friend over and they'll see my watch history. And they're like, 
you're a monster. Like, watch it in the numbers. I'm like, it doesn't matter. They're not. I had a friend who did that with Arrested Development, though, and I'm like, you're actually a monster. Yeah, no, that person needs to die. (laughs) That's. I think he just he he yeah he can't live anymore. The um, the Star Trek one was fantastic as well. Oh, I love that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, amazing. I really liked that one. I as soon as that one came out, I had to watch it. It was like meth damon and a weird star trek thing that's yeah. what i'm calling him by the way meth damon he looks like matt damon but on meth. yeah i was oh. wondering what that was <laughs> like you're right right like i can't i don't even remember what his name is because that's all i know no him that's as. fair that's his new name yeah because yeah. it's like i don't know it the cool thing about that black mirror is it like knows what you like what you assume and what you think is going to happen because mm-hmm. it's like Oh, the new girl comes in and she's all fawning over this misunderstood genius who, like, no one cares about. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Like, no, he's a monster. He's a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> yeah. like, no one should be nice to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. I was legitimately surprised. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, anyway, that's. Uh, I, th- I think that'll be all of our, our time today. We're right around that uh, hour and a half sweet spot. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys talking to me. But first, before we let you go, we got to plug your stuff. Of course. Uh, Coronary is available uh, in, 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 in where? How can people get their hands oh. on your uh, comic, Coronary? Online, Amazon, Comic Central, Comixology, the comic <laughs> websites. What's the um, website? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Liv, what's the website? Well, it'll be on Kickstarter at some point in this year. That's the best place Ooh. to buy it. Best place to buy is on mm. Kickstarter. Search for Coronary. Uh, that's that's the uh, the business head of the uh, of the operation. Follow <laughs> us at of. Ryan Burke Writer on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're at Coronary One, maybe on Facebook. Coronary oh. One. And <laughs> I I like abandoned Facebook at a certain point for like actual like professional stuff, and I I feel like I should use it, but then I don't know. It's an uh, it's it's an effort to keep up with, but yeah, yeah. it's weird. Uh, yeah, no, your 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 Twitter's pretty fire. I was I always see yes. those Ryan Burke posts on Twitter. I'm like. Nice, nice. And like yeah. half the time they're me, and no one knows. <laughs> well, then that makes sense. If they're positive, they live. <laughs> or if they're like on brand and on message, it's me. If it's about <laughs> if it's about comics, it's me. If Ryan's like, I don't know, shitting on like Republicans, it's Ryan. <laughs> like, Someone tried to microwave a microwave yesterday. Like, Wait, right, what? <laughs> Someone tried to on red. Someone, I am. Was someone oh, tried to microwave a microwave? <laughs> yes. Oh. A Florida man died. Of course it was. He died because he tried to microwave a microwave. Was the microwave inside the microwave running? I don't know. Ooh, meta. No, because the cord. Unless, it was- <laughs> unless I mean, you could figure. You could put like a power source inside there. I mean, if you, you got a microwave, you yeah. <laughs> managed to get it inside there. Logically, he would have. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I mean you could still. You could maybe still close the microwave with the cord leaking out. Yeah. Maybe that's how he died. He probably maybe he had the you cord. You could crack the glass and then You could, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could still have the cord <laughs> leaking out and have the thing latched closed, but then the microwaves themselves are going <laughs> to get out. And he so maybe that's did. how he died. He <laughs> died following Ryan Burke Writer on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's going to blow up soon. Twitter is going to blow up. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Drop less a part of the microwave inside a microwave. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a good comic. You guys have how many issues have you finished at this point? And two and third one is out on Comic Central. Comic third Central. One's out on Comic Central. Third one's out now. on Comic Central now. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, make sure you go on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ryan Burke Writer. Uh, always always support the uh, the indie uh, comics creators. It's a it's a tough game and it's it's a constant grind yes. to keep up with it. 
Have you guys, you guys have like done done cons quite a, a bit. Like, I mean, you're not every weekend cons or anything like that. We've but done two. You've done two, exactly two conventions. <laughs> which was the better? L.A. Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. You did L.A. and then what was WonderCon the other one or yeah. Long, Long Beach? Beach. Long, yeah, oh, Long Beach. Yeah, yeah that so was you know. that one can be tough. Yes. Yeah. Was that where we talked or did we talk at L.A.? We talked at Long Beach. Did we talk at Long Beach? Yeah, yeah that convention was a little shit. But <laughs> it was no, it's a. I mean, it's fine. Experience. Yeah, they they invited me there as press. Long Beach Comic Con's great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, they're they're wonderful. Please invite me back again if there's one specific person that I I literally I went to. Should I say it doesn't matter? They'll they'll still invite. I, I won't edit it out. But they'll they'll <laughs> they'll invite me back. I'll talk shit on this episode and they'll if invite they've me listened back this far year. in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I literally went. And it, it actually, this interview hasn't gone up yet either. Almost none of our Long Beach interviews have gone up on Comic Book Workshop. But um, I went there only because Christopher Priest was going to be there. And I was like, Christopher Priest never does cons. I got to go and interview that guy. Because yeah. especially like his Deathstroke run, it was like this weird Chris Priest yeah. resurgence, you know? Because he hadn't, yeah. the last thing he had done was like Black Panther in like 2005. And then he just like left comics for a long time. Oh. Uh, and it's in a, in a few weeks when his interview goes up on Comic Book Workshop, you guys can hear his reasoning for coming back. Um, but he's a fascinating interview. And then, of course, it led to many other great interviews that will also be heard on Comic Book Workshop. Nice. It's good. Uh, to pull a plug. But yeah, yours, I think yours will be... It's, it's kind of weird now because this, this episode will be up in like the next few days uh, of nice. Savage Land. Nope. And then the interview that we conducted like four months ago? Yeah, younger Ryan. Yeah, younger Ryan. It hasn't broken yet. Yeah, it's time. It's, <laughs> it's time yeah. travel. Like the people yeah. who hear you in a few episodes on Workshop are going to be like traveling back in time. Wait, who, who is he? Who well, is like Austin yeah. Powers. Exactly. Like yes. Austin Powers. They're going in reverse <laughs> chronological order. It all ties in together. Yeah, but no, um, cons pretty fun though. They're pretty yeah. decent. They're good. Yeah, they're good laugh. You guys have a, a good time. A good. It, the chessboard didn't work out though. You said you didn't. Uh, you didn't really like the chessboard. Chess. We had a chessboard on our table to try to get people to come over. Because we're like a relatively new comic and like no one knows. Yeah. Uh, and we found chess attracts the worst type of people who love <laughs> chess and are not interested in comics. So oh. we, our table will be swarmed with people who love chess. And I'm like, oh, like, can I talk to you about this comic? And they're like, I'm not interested. And I'm like, can, then can you move away? And they're yeah. like, no, I want to stay here and play chess. And Ryan's too nice and British to kick <laughs> people out. I kind of like, look, mate, you got to. <laughs> yeah, should have made the comic about chess. Done, I mean, you like, should have done that. What were you thinking? Why this make a make time? Move. We can rebrand. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how dumb a comic about chess would look, though. Like if it's literally just the chess pieces, like all of the close-ups are just the pieces. There's no faces. Like it'd be a boring ass. I thought you comic. were thinking like live-action chess, like oh, horses no. and like a queen. No, yeah, yeah no, I'm thinking yeah. just chess pieces. Like just, yeah. there's no expressions. Like every <laughs> shot kind of looks the same. Like especially pawns. Like you have a hard time placing. Do you even see the people moving it or not? No. Nah. Just, <laughs> just the pieces, just the the pieces arriving on their spot. Like, there's like very little action. The camera doesn't pan in or out. It's mm, static. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, <laughs> every panel is just an above the board shot. Like, no words. You're just like literally watching a chess match. <laughs> Incredible. I God. I almost want to do that as an experiment, just to see just how many to do people a page would read of it, it, just to be like. Yeah. What, what is he? Also like, can, can I make a chess match comic compelling? You know what I mean? Like, is there a way without words or expressions or interesting shots to make a chess match comic feel but then compelling? You have to know about chess. To that's kind of the problem, know. and I don't even know about chess. 
I don't know how to play. That was also a problem. Oh, that is a problem. I yeah. just make random moves and people will be like, really? And I'm like, if you're not interested in the comic, I'm not interested in shots to complete this game. Hell yeah. That's good. Uh, but the, but our, our listeners are, are better than those chess people and they are interested in the comics. So they're going to go and yeah. follow Ryan Burke Ryder and, and find it on Comic Central and, and Comixology and Amazon, wherever they can get their hands on yeah. it or Kickstarter. When's, is there a, a date for the Kickstarter or is it TBD? Mm. 2019. T- yeah, TBD. TBD 2019 yeah, sometime. Yeah. So make sure you follow him so that way you know when it's going to yeah, come. we post a lot when it's going on. You Hell won't yeah. miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 100% me posting and like maybe 0.1% right. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. I country. Yeah, yeah. The last time I posted promoting my own fucking podcasts that I spend a lot of time and energy on is like, it's laughable the last time I promoted my own podcast. You we should s- promote. We'll promote you more. I should. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I participate. It's like we participate on social media type thing where like we'll post like helpful and interesting and fun stuff. But that's like, it. we never like post actual like, oh, here's our show. Like, here's our new episode. Um, I to, and I definitely man. should. Yeah. yeah. But we, I mean, our, our listener stats are good, but I'm always like, I could probably improve those by just literally being like, hey, new episode. Maybe Not I'll do that. This ep- yeah. Who knows? Maybe people will be listening to this episode because I posted about it. We'll do find it. out. If yeah. you're listening to this episode because you saw me post about it, uh, tweet us at, at SaverslandPod and at Ryanberg Ryder. Uh, so it's like past you doing future you a favor. Exactly. Yeah. I'm nice. like, hey, I got you, fam. Uh, <laughs> and future me is like sitting editing this episode like, yeah, fuck you, dude. I'm still doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyway, uh, thank everybody for writing for uh, for writing. Yeah, thanks everybody for writing. Yeah, uh, just keep writing. Night. Yeah, you should do like an old school letters column. You should just have a, should, a PO yeah. box and just like, <laughs> send all your letters in. to this PO box. That'd be an interesting way to handle podcasts. I, th- I think you should. Do that. Yeah, pull a Brian K. Vaughn. Um, What's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Savage Land Pod, Instagram at Savage Land Podcast. Uh, you can find all of our other podcasts at ThatMightBeCool.com. You can find Ryan and Liv at Ryan Burke Ryder on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and until next time, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. Be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>